0: Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can hear me daily on this show and also find my words over at ESPN and NBA Australia. And here at Locked On, uh, we want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of each and every day. Locked On Bucks is free and available wherever you get your podcasts and now, of course, on YouTube as well. We're, we're way past 550 subscribers. We're on the road to 1,000. So if you haven't jumped on yet, you haven't been able to, to find time to check out what we're doing on YouTube, uh, now would be a good time to do that. You can jump on, uh, you can subscribe, you can jump in the comments. We're responding to everyone that uh, that supports us and has an opinion of the show that we're doing. And so far, so far, people have been enjoying what we're doing, which has been fun. So right off the top here, as I pull up a tweet from our friend, Eric, name. We are a couple of days away from the open scrimmage, which is going to be on Sunday. Uh, that's always a fun event. It's a fun event for everyone. We get to see the guys out there, and they have a little bit of fun. There's some competitiveness, but ultimately, it's fun for the fans and us to get to see the guys out there on the court. So, uh, one person that I don't think that is going to be out there on the floor will be Giannis. We know that he's admitted that he's still struggling uh, a little bit with this knee injury and it's it's kind of hard to tell whether this knee injury is specifically what we all saw, the hyperextension in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Atlanta Hawks, or is this just the continuation of what we've seen through the course of his career, that this is a guy that has to manage some knee soreness from time to time. It's a fact. We've all seen it. And uh, we're going to get into this in a little bit. But Eric uh, did tweet out, A couple of quotes uh, from Mike Budenholzer today at practice so if I can just read what Bud said in response to Giannis who at this point hasn't been involved in five on five basketball hasn't been uh, getting into those scrimmages or really full practice he'll be he's getting some shots up we've seen clips of that but it hasn't been too strenuous at this point Bud said there's definitely a plan that Giannis and the sports performance team and all of us have kind of put together and you know With any kind of health plan you just got to kind of check back in each day and he's making good progress i don't want to say now when it is we expect whatever it is whether it's five on five or playing games and stuff like that but there's definitely a plan it's some stuff that he's really dealt with kind of his whole career with both knees at different times so i think the confidence level for him for us is in a good place and he's aware and he understands uh, there is a plan so of course with bud he always has to say things are in a good place so Uh, Giannis is in a good place i don't think it's panic stations yet uh then in terms of uh, whether or not they think he's going to be available for opening night which as i currently record this is around uh, 20 days away that's all we're talking we know that training camps just started and they still have to get through preseason. but we're only talking 20 days to opening night to the ring ceremony we would all love him to be out there and collect his ring of course he's going to be able to do it anyway it's going to be a celebration But it would be a little bit of a shame if he couldn't be out there on the floor. Uh, Bud said, no, I wouldn't go there. I think he's in a good place. The sports performance group is in a good place, but it's just like anything. You can't say definitively whether he's going to play five on five tomorrow or he's not going to play on opening night. I would say he's in a good place. And there's lots of confidence he'll be good. And when exactly that is, we hope it's sooner rather than later. So uh, take that for, for what you will. But I thought it was at least worth going back and looking at the history with Giannis here. So I pulled up his basketball reference page just to refresh my memory of the games that he has missed. So let's just look at the Budenholzer era for the purpose of this exercise. So 2019, Giannis played 79 out of a possible 82 games. A few of those games, you know, some of them were rest. Some of them were with knee soreness. in 2020. He played 63 out of 73 games and was really pretty reliable. But remember, he had the capsule sprain, which happened against the Los Angeles Lakers, and then the season was shut down two days later. So he'd missed two games. Uh, I I remember being at a press conference where uh, we were socially distanced for the first time. It's not even something that we knew was a thing back there, but uh, he missed... Uh, it was going to miss that game against Boston, despite the fact that he was confident he could get out there. Um, so that would have been the third game in a row that he missed for the first time in his career. Uh, that didn't have to happen. He missed some games late in the bubble. Not sure if you really want to count those. But last year is fascinating because, of course, like I said, we all remember the hyper extension in the postseason. But how many people remember that he missed six games in a row in April with knee saunas? And April isn't as close to the playoffs as what it is in a usual uh, regular season because of the the way it was pushed back. But he only played 61 out of 72 in the regular season last year. He did miss six games in April with that knee soreness. And if you remember back, um, just prior to him missing these games, he pulled up sore in the warm up against Portland. There was certainly some concern. Jim Paschke and Marcus Johnson were, were bringing it up and saying, I is is Giannis okay here? There's something going on with his knee. We're not sure what it is. He just went out and put up 47 points on 18 for 21, shooting from the field, 12 rebounds as well. And we all had a joke about it at the time and said, this guy is just a machine. It's unbelievable that he clearly wasn't at 100%, but he was still able to go out and put up those numbers. Well, it resulted in in missing six games and there was clearly some concern there. The one thing that I will say about the Bucs is that They've always been conservative with Giannis, and it's kind of this give or take, and they've spoken about it before. You can't completely stop Giannis. like He is a supreme athlete, a, a, as committed as they come when, it, when wanting to be out there in their team. You see it literally in his face when he's not playing. It's a painful experience for him. But I think probably they learned a lot of lessons last year. Maybe that six-game absence was just huge for him. In being able to play the extended minutes we saw in the postseason. I, I think that that's a real thing. And then I, I think the other part of this is they won the title. So there's no rush. And, and I'm personally not necessarily too concerned about Giannis right now. Uh, the big fear when he went down with the injury that there was some sort of structural damage, that's not the case. So I don't think that this is exactly uh, brand new information that we're learning that Giannis is going to have to manage some knee soreness From a selfish perspective, we would all love to see Giannis out on the floor. We all want to see him play every single game. He is what makes the Bucs who they are and why they're so entertaining to watch. But I just think when it comes to the start of training camp, maybe some preseason games, if he doesn't play preseason, I don't personally care. But That's a question I've got for you guys. And you can either answer in the comment section if you're watching us on YouTube or uh, hit me up on Twitter at Kane Pittman. You can see it there on the screen tough to see. This is the first time I've done a solo pod. I might have to change the color there of the watermark we've got or the display we've got on the screen here. But, yeah, you can comment there. Let me know. Would you be concerned if Giannis did not play in the season opener? Uh, let me know what you think. And before we move on to some of your listener questions, I, I just want to say this is, to me, why I have said that I think that for Giannis, when you talk about development in his game and what's important for him to get better at, for me – I think that he still needs to continue to work on the, uh, shooting from close to the basket, but beyond five feet. So that five to 14 feet range. And I think we saw a development of this in the postseason. If, you've, if you're a regular listener to the show, these numbers aren't new. I've brought them up before. But for the most of his career, from that range, five to 14 feet, certainly five to nine feet, he's been around the mid-30s, which is not good, not efficient. It's been an area that he's struggled. I think he's continued to work on his touch around the basket. But in the postseason last year, he was up to 47%. That's significant. And he was taking more shots than he was in the regular season as well. Um, So that was a great sign for me. And part of the reason that I I really would love to see him develop that is because I I think it helps him with his longevity in the game. Because think about it. When I when I look at Giannis, and this has always been something I've been concerned about, is just the toll that he has on his body. If he can get to that spot pretty easily in the paint. And maybe it's a post-up, which again, less talk, less force on the body, less force on the knees. It's always that last step and the lunge and the euro step that puts the most force through his body and through his joints. So I think if you can get to that spot pretty easily, five to fourteen feet around, it, it's not your it's a bit shorter than your typical mid range, but if you can work on a push shot, a hook shot, a short jumper, whatever it may be, I think that it's not only is it going to open up his game and make him a better player, I do think, and it's just my opinion, not a medical expert, I do think that it will help his body as well. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing from Giannis this season and beyond uh, how he changes his game to help himself uh, physically get through the rigors of NBA. So, again, let me know what you think about that either on YouTube or on the comments, in the comments. Uh, we've got some listener questions we want to get to here in just a second. Before I do, I want to talk about our friends over at Indeed because, uh, listen, general managers ask questions to find the right players. Like, do they have ice in their veins? I don't know if that's actually a question that John Horst is asking players. But anyway, when you're hiring, you can use Indeed Assessments to help make sure you find candidates with the skills you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple, just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four more, four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to update your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th terms and conditions apply and while you're on indeed and scrolling through and looking for a job or looking to hire someone you probably you're probably going to get hungry so i don't know what else you would rather do than have a built bar in your hand the best tasting protein bar that has ever been made Uh, did you know the built bar has so many delicious flavors there is something for everyone when you talk to a built bar fan they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you are, you're simply missing out. I, I don't know what else to say. There's coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate as well. If you can't choose, uh, I don't blame you for that, but you should just get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Built Bars are healthy for you, and they're also the official protein bar of the US track and field team, which is pretty damn cool in my book. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED for 15% off at built.com. All right, let's get back into this now. Like I said, we have got some listed questions, some really interesting stuff. And look, we're days away from the preseason. Before we dive into it, I do want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every day. We're about to get into some of the preseason topics and headlines to look forward to. Uh, But when you're done, make sure you jump across and listen to Locked On Packers with our friend Peter Bukowski. Make that your second listen of every single day. So I threw it out there this morning. Uh, this is really the last period of time where we're not going to have daily games, daily news, daily analysis to get into. So um, I'm personally thrilled that the off-season has come to an end. That's That's got me fired up. I'm excited about that. Uh, but we had a couple of tweets come through. I've highlighted a couple here that I want to discuss with you guys. So let's go to this one first. Daz, at Ewing in Oz. Beyond the top four guys, who's most likely to be the Pat Conradon of 2022 and exceed expectations. So I think it's an interesting question for a number of reasons. And I think probably first of all, just thinking back to last year and I remember I did a tweet and I I said, you know, Pat Conradin gets an extension, well-deserved. He's been a good role player, been clearly underpaid. He was getting paid about $1.6 million and being an every night rotation player for the Bucks. He was underpaid, fine. I said it was well-deserved. People didn't like that at all. I had some angry Bucks fans telling me to just stop carrying water for Pat Connaughton. Well, uh, turned out okay. I think, uh, I think well-deserved contract extension. So with that in mind, the narrative isn't the same with this guy, but I think in terms of getting an extension, uh, being underpaid, certainly deserved to probably get more money. Bobby Portis is a guy I'm looking forward to we did the rotations on yesterday's episode and if you missed yesterday's locked on bucks I highly recommend you go back either listen to it on the podcast or on YouTube. I did my projected rotation, got some good feedback on that and some of the feedback I got was around Bobby Portis and and people thinking that he could play more minutes. So I think one year in the Bucks system I think definitely improved defensively through the year, but I would expect he can go to another level now so I've always said this with Bobby Portis. It's never been a question of effort. The effort is always there with Bobby Portis. And that's why we love him because you know what to expect from him. But I think in a system, working in a system, working uh, alongside guys playing in different roles, playing specifically the five, which we think he's going to do a lot of this year as really the primary backup. I think Bobby Portis could be in for a, a big year and a more effective year, a more influential year. And this doesn't necessarily have to, translate to the box score. And I think this is where has probably been a learning development for Bobby Portis is the fact that in the past, everyone knew that he could score. But I'm looking to see more games from Bobby Portis where he doesn't have to score 16 points f- for us to say, well, Bobby Portis had a big impact. I- I'm curious to see whether he can be a guy that can impact the game in other ways. We know he's big on the glass, but can he have strong defensive possessions more consistently? I think maybe coming into his second season, he can so I'm excited to see Bobby Portis this year. Again, $4.5 million per year. It's a bargain for what he brought this team during the regular season and uh, in some big moments in the postseason as well. So I'm looking for Bobby to be that Pat Connaughton guy. And maybe that doesn't quite fit the description of the question from Daz there because you know Bobby already had a pretty good season. But Pat Connaughton was a solid role player before that. So I'm claiming it either way. Uh, next question we have here comes from KellyFan at Kelly Fan 12 And he says, did Keita even know who David Letterman was? Uh, But then more seriously, who are the players to keep an eye on in the preseason? So I see people take things so seriously. You guys know me. I'm always joking with Giannis being silly in the press conferences. Yes, I want to ask serious questions. Yes, I take my job seriously. But we're also having fun here. So I thought the David Letterman stuff was funny. I saw a lot of people were really annoyed by it. Like, who let this guy in the press conference? You can't be asking questions like that. Get over it. It's a bit of fun. It's Media Day. Especially the Br- Brooklyn Media Day for, for goodness sake. That was uh that was a tense, tense day at the office. So I was all for it. The question from Cali Fan in terms of who to keep an eye on during uh, preseason, um, the guy that absolutely stands out to me and a guy that probably gives me the most intrigue is Semi Augelet. Um, just, just from a, the standpoint of me looking at this season, and currently the Bucs have 14 players on the roster, and so me looking at this season and thinking, what do the Bucs need? Because I, I've said this multiple occasions, I still think there's a move that the Bucks are going to make. They're going to pick up a 15th guy. Maybe it's a veteran free agent. Shout out to Ursan. Maybe it's a trade during the season. Or maybe it's a buyout guy. And we don't know who's going to be in line to be bought out. There's always a number of uh, you know, handy veterans that get bought out towards the end of the season. So I'm fascinated to see uh, which guy that is this year, who it is, and who the Bucs are going to add. But right now, we've spoken about it. It looks like the gap is is in the big man department. You have Bobby Portis, Brook Lopez, Giannis. You can play some smaller guys at the four. And Semi Ojale is the other guy. When I did my rotation yesterday, I had Semi playing 11 minutes. I think he presents the Bucs with a number of options to go small, to try different lineups. But as it currently stands, it's just difficult to see the minutes because Giannis soaks up a, a lot of them. You're going to get you know, roughly 48 minutes out of Bobby Portis and Brook Lopez. So where do the minutes come from? That's why I'm intrigued to see what he can bring in preseason offensively we know it's fine he's going to shoot the three he shot it pretty efficiently up in the high 30s last season if he does that that's fantastic that's what you want from that guy but defensively how do the bucks use him how do the bucks use him primarily played as a four with the boston celtics he said that maybe he can play at the five and as many people have pointed out just purely because of the size the strength he he projects as the, the P.J. Tucker guy, although he can't do what P.J. Tucker did on the perimeter. But just for versatility, for lineup depth, and and just straight up the fact that if Semi Ojale really doesn't work out, then you probably definitely want to add a guy to the big man department. If he becomes a player that you can really rely on, then all of a sudden you feel very confident about that and very comfortable about that. So Semi Ojale is definitely a guy uh, for me. And then uh, I pointed this out before. I think there's a lot on the line for Rodney Hood for his career. He can really, like, uh, we've seen this time and time again. Rodney Hood's only 27, 28 years old. So he can still earn a contract and he can do it playing on a championship contender where he becomes a really important role player and all of a sudden the Bucks can't afford to, to have him back. That's kind of the benefit of being a contender. You can get players like Rodney Hood. Hopefully it can be a bit of a reclamation project then good for him. He goes off elsewhere, gets paid, does well. Uh, similar to a guy like Bryn Forbes that came to Milwaukee for one year. He didn't get the bag or anything like that. But I think what he did in, uh, certainly in the playoff series against the Miami and through the regular season where he shot the ball so well, um, that's 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 the idea if you're the Bucs. Bring in these guys, one year deal, minimum deals, see if they can really have a, have a breakout season, spike their, their value and then go elsewhere, which is why the Bucs were so fortunate to keep Bobby Porter. So one more segment to go here on the show and another couple of really interesting questions from one particular listener. We're going to get to them in just a little bit here, but I want to talk about bet online. because all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's do this. More questions to come here. On your Friday edition of Locked On Bucks, it's nearly the weekend. Uh, The Brewers again steaming towards the postseason. Packers, it'll be another exciting weekend for Packers fans, I'm sure. But here's the question from P Dub Bucks: In what ways can the team improve/slash evolve from last year? Uh, He's talking about game plan, play styles, uh, scheme-wise. So. I, You know, for me, I think defensively, there's still a lot of room for growth for this team. The beauty of last year's regular season is that everything that the Bucs tried through the regular season, uh, more switching, can Brook Lopez be out on the perimeter? These different schemes that they tried to bring in and, and in a lot of ways experiment with set them up beautifully for when they needed to to change and they needed to adjust In the postseason and of course one thing that should never be overlooked is simply the fact that these players turn it up a few notches in the postseason so you're never going to get the intensity that you'll get in a postseason but one thing i am looking for early in a season in particular despite the fact there's some new faces the bulk of the core is back there so i'm looking for fewer breakdowns between established players so we, we saw this all the time last year, whether it was over-helping, uh, whether it was just straight-up breakdowns where two guys end up its – they're supposed to be executing a switch, and then they just end up staring at each other and not knowing what's going on, and there's a layup uh, on the other end there. Uh, that's, that's, that's to me, where the biggest room for improvement is. I think offensively, when you have a Chris Miltz, when you have a Giannis, Drew, all these guys, all the shooters around them, you know what to expect. I think the Bucs are going to be a top-five, top-six offense, Can they get up and be a top five or top three defense? To me, they've got the personnel. There's no reason why they couldn't. I think it comes down to obviously how quickly you can integrate some of the the role players. So certainly like a Grayson Allen type. Again, some of the other guys we've spoken about, uh, Semi Ojale, Rodney Hood, George Hill coming back into lineup, I think helps defensively. So yeah, I, I, I think there's room for improvement in the defense, and I don't think they necessarily need to do much else. I thought they, we saw a little bit of everything last year. We saw some zone. I'm probably fine with backing off on the zone. Uh, the, it, there was a couple of games in particular where Frank was tearing his hair out watching the team uh, play zone for four quarters. But, yeah, again, I, I think the Bucks are going to experiment. I think they're going to try different things. I always come back to a conversation I had with Chase Buford for a story I was writing over at ESPN going back um, a couple of months ago now. And I brought up the fact that on this show we were talking about the Bucs and the defensive struggles at times and the breakdowns and that we thought that it was, you know, fine because you were trying to iron out some wrinkles, you were trying to experiment. And he, he very quickly said that he was aware of the narrative around the bucks and they're experimenting and they didn't care about winning but he was very quick to say let me just tell you this like when we were trying different things yes we thought that it was going to help us in the postseason but there was at no stage were we happy when there was breakdowns or we thought that we could you know it's fine if we lose this game we'll work it out later and they were trying to win they were trying to do it right it just seriously takes time particularly with the schedule they're running the lack of practice time so with all that in mind um again there's always things that can derail this health uh the, the schedule the, the the time that you get teams that's why the regular season is so hard to uh, get a read of but defensively for me is something that I'm um, I'm really looking forward to and the second part of this question uh was uh, being the champs is there a chance of a second all-star buck this season in Chris or Drew so for me I thought Chris should have been an all-star last year two-time all-star um probably didn't help that the bucks were having some of those struggles so uh, I think the Bucs, again, if they're right up there, we think they're going to be right up there. They are the champions. Chris Middleton had just an unbelievable postseason, and we always talk about it. Of course, of course, the these All-Star Awards are based on this season, but we all know, and we always said this about Chris, once he gets one, he's probably going to pile them up and end up a three or four or five-time All-Star. I still think that's going to be the case. As far as Drew Holiday goes, certainly a better two-way player. But again, I think Drew defensively, you're going to see the best of Drew in the playoffs defensively because it it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort. And on the other end, he just doesn't score as much. He's going to be a 16, 17 point per game guy. He'll get you 25 to 30 on any given night. But more consistently, Chris Middleton, you know by the time we get to all-star time, you're going to look at his numbers. He's going to be getting you 20, 22 points, uh, six rebounds, six assists, It's a fantastic line as a second player. He's been a two-time All-Star already. So if I had to put money on it, I would say that, yeah, I I would expect that Chris Middleton will be an All-Star this year. If uh, again, knock on wood, uh, the health uh, of of the team is good. So uh, like I said, right off the top, uh, we are a couple of days away from the open scrimmage here. Uh, This brings an end to the first full week on YouTube for the show. And again, as I said, right off the top, Uh, We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day. It's free and available wherever you want to listen. If you don't want to look at me, I don't blame you for that. Listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you do want to look at me, please chuck us a subscription. We're on the push to 1,000 subs. I reckon we can get there in a couple of weeks with you guys uh, listening to the show and everyone coming back to the show that maybe took a little off-season break. Uh, We really appreciate it. And shows like today where I'm solo... Um, you guys uh, created the content, so we appreciate that. Just a quick note about the Lock On Locked on Bets podcast. Make sure you check that out. Those guys have been rolling. They'll help you out with the NFL and with the NBA starting. They'll get you going there as well. Locked on Bets. Make sure you check that out. But for now, uh, next time we speak, next time you see me, the Bucks would have had their open scrimmage, and we'll be having a little bit of fun uh, wrapping up all the action from there. So that will do it for this week. We will be back uh, on recording Sunday night. Uh, us time for a podcast for you goes monday morning and until then enjoy your weekend stay safe and we'll catch you guys next week